Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Acknowledge Dogs Podcast. I am your host, Michael, owner and head trainer at matadorcanine.com. You can head over to matadorcanine.com and schedule a free consultation today. We can get you started doing some virtual online coaching for you and your dog. Build the strength and bond that you want and fix all those problem behaviors. Reach your goals at matadorcanine.com. Welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Michael. I am your host today. And today we are talking about, we are talking about focus with distractions. This is a big one. This is a big topic for anybody who has a dog that when you go out, they absolutely lose their mind. You can't get them to focus. You can't get them to pay attention. They won't even take a treat, right? I get a lot of discussion about what if my dog's not reward motivated? What if they're not treat motivated? What if they don't like a toy? What happens if I get into a scenario where my dog won't listen? They were listening, and now they won't listen because we're in such a high distracting environment. And that's exactly the answer. You're in a situation that your dog wouldn't be able to perform in regardless of whether you used corrections or punishment. And people say, oh, well, you can punish the dog and and get them back. You really just shut the dog down. Okay. I've seen it happen before. I've seen dogs do it. I've seen trainers do it. Dog shuts down. They still feel the same way. They still don't want to listen. And the problem is we're not taking into consideration the dog and how they feel and blah, blah, blah. So that's a topic for another day. But today, before we go on to a bit of a tangent, we are talking about focus around distractions. And there are three key components that you need to keep in mind whenever you say, all right, we're going into a training session and we're going to do it around distractions. Okay. It's three things. That's all you got to do. Remember, you can always comment on any social media platform with questions and we will get to it during our podcast. So today, the first one for focus with distractions is going to be doing obedience and focus work in low distractions. Okay, that's number one. The key is to get all of these things to a variable reward schedule. You know how much I love the variable reward schedule. I talk about it constantly. And nobody does it. (laughs) Nobody does it. If you're a dog owner and your trainer is telling you to do stuff, rarely will you guys ever get up to the variable reward schedule. Rarely will you even get to an intermittent reward schedule. The advice everybody gets Just reward your dog. Just reward your dog. Just reward your dog. And yes, that is good. Just reward your dog. Reward your dog. But I want you to think about it this way. If you and I were hanging out, and every 10 minutes I gave you a dollar, how long are you going to hang out with me? For 10 minutes. Ah, see, right? You're only going to hang out with me for the 10 minutes that give you a dollar. That's why when you go to work, once your time is done, you clock out, boom. That's it. Because you get paid hourly. Your hour is up. Your 10 minutes is up with me. So what would happen if I gave you $10 ever so often? There was no set time. There was no set schedule. You just had to be there waiting. And when you hung out long enough, you got something. That's like doing a salary kind of job. You're going to get paid. And regardless of how much you do something, you're going to get paid. Now, if you do something 
exceptionally well. You might get a bonus. You might get a raise. You might get a promotion. So those would be your rewards. Those are your little jackpots. So when we're training our dogs, we need to get everything up to a variable reward schedule. We need to get them doing these behaviors multiple times without a reward. And then rewarding them for all of their effort, not just the last behavior that happened. You're rewarding them for all of their effort. So let's say you do that for sit, down, stay, come, all the good stuff, all your, your basic obedience, right? Heal. And you've done it for eye contact, you've done it for leave it, you've done it for loose leash walking. You've got obedience and focus down. In those low distraction environments, you got them up to a variable reward schedule, but now your dog isn't focusing when you get out there. Well, because you've done so much prep work doing that obedience and focus, now just take a step back. And I don't mean take a step back as in go all the way back to the beginning. You could absolutely do that, and for some dogs it's necessary. But what I'm talking about is just go back to a continuous reward schedule. Right? The rate of reinforcement goes up because we've changed a variable. So we don't want to say, okay, well, my dog can do this at this level in this scenario, but he can't do it here. We're saying this is a completely different, a completely different scenario. Our dog is not the same dog that it was 30 seconds ago. And I think every trainer can agree that you have to train the dog that's in front of you. Dogs have off days. People have off days, right? You got to train the dog that's in front of you. If you're not training the dog that's in front of you, you're training something else. You're, you're, you're not being with the dog. You're not training with the dog. You're just thinking of protocols and processes, and, and you're not actually being in the, the flow of it. You're not being with them. You're not engaging with them. You're not adapting to the scenario the way you should be. So you have to adapt. You have to look at your dog and say, okay, clearly a variable reinforcement schedule is too far apart for you right now, and I need to take a step back, and I need to do a continuous reward schedule until I can get you back up to variable reward schedule status. So obedience and focus to variable reward schedule. Then when you get in those distracting environments, you can up the ante, start rewarding more, start rewarding faster, right? The rate of reinforcement, building a strong reinforcement history, and try to keep your dog's attention and focus. This does not mean shove a treat down your dog's mouth. That will just distract them, and in some scenarios, you'll have to do that. If your dog is reactive and you just need to get through a situation, you're like, there's no way we can actively work on this, we just have to get by, and you're on you know, crisis management, you don't want your dog practicing that bad behavior, so you just keep shoving treats down their throat. Yes, that is a fine way to do it. But I would much rather be a little cleaner and have them recognize the stimulus, choose to turn towards me, and then get rewarded there. That's going to make it so much easier in the long term, but understandably, not every situation is as beautiful as that. Number two. Right, number one, obedience and focus, low distraction, variable reward schedule. Number two, work those behaviors everywhere and every day. If you are not trying to improve their distraction work every single day, I don't know what you're trying to do. You could be training tricks. You could be training certain tasks. That's fine. But it's not going to mean anything if when you bring your dog to the park or to a friend's house, they don't listen. It doesn't make any sense. Okay? 
you got to bring your dog everywhere every day. One of the best advices I was given when I became a father was to bring my son with me everywhere. That way he gets used to being in different scenarios and seeing different people and he's not nervous about anything. And I'll tell you, it's been two years, he's almost two years old, and he says hi to everybody. He is so friendly. He does not care if you look angry or if you look happy. He will say hi to you. He will go right on up to you. And I know what a lot of people are going to say. Oh, it's stranger danger and stuff. I'm standing right there. I'm not letting him get too far. But he's not afraid of the world. He loves loud trucks that go by. He gets so excited. We've gone to the library. We've gone to the Home Depot and Lowe's. We've gone to the supermarket. We've gone everywhere. Everywhere you can imagine I've brought my son. And it's the same thing you want to do with your dog. Everywhere you can is everywhere you should. If you live near an outlet or a pavilion or a strip mall where you can just walk back and forth and let people come out of the stores and go into their cars and you know have ridiculous smells and other things going on, that's fantastic. That is exactly what you want. If you live in a city, you better have a high rate of reinforcement and some good rewards. And you're just going to plow through it and I guarantee in no time flat if you do this every day everywhere your dog's going to listen to you no matter what what happens is when somebody doesn't do that and they do other things with their dog and the dog just gets comfortable with okay well I can I can learn it here and they don't generalize to the rest of the world and they never listen anywhere besides where they first learned that stuff it's classic they, they are picking up on so many other stimulus that are adding into your behavior that you don't even realize, right? So let's break it down. Let's say we're looking at a sit, and you practice a sit facing southeast. You do this every single day. You stand directly in front of your dog, you face southeast. That's just the space that you have available or whatever. So one day, you rearrange your house, and now you're facing north. And your dog doesn't do the behavior. And you're like, what the hell? It's because you didn't move around. You didn't change anything when you were practicing it. And now you've changed everything. So your dog goes, well, we've only practiced the sit southeast. So I don't know what you're asking me. Right? Because they're taking in all these different variables. They're taking southeast. Mom and dad are standing in front of me. They ask for a sit. I get a reward. So now it's north maybe you're still standing in front of them maybe you're standing to the side maybe things have changed maybe you're like okay i'm going to move on to this next step they tell me to sit and i have no idea what that means they do know what it means but they don't know what it means in relation with everything else they're looking for the whole picture and you've only given them one piece so we need to dial in and hone that until that one piece becomes the only constant variable and they go okay that is the thing that I need to pay attention to, not everything else. I only need to pay attention to the word, the cue, the signal, whatever it may be. So you have to work these behaviors every day, everywhere. Go to Home Depot. Go to Lowe's. Go to outlets. Go to Tractor Supply. Go to the field. Go to hiking. Go to the park. Go to a friend's house. Be like, hey, can I borrow your backyard for two hours? And just work in the backyard. Now, 
You've already done obedience and focus work in low distraction to variable work schedule. So when you go into these new situations, I want you to practice those things. Practice, sit, down, stay, come, that's it. You can absolutely do tricks. You can absolutely do other advanced things. But don't expect too much from your dog too soon. Always go back to the basics. Because you don't want to ruin other things. right? So let's say you taught a really, really complicated trick. Okay, whatever it may be. Just for an example, let's say we did a handstand and they were walking. So they got to do a handstand and they got to walk forward. And they have that on cue in the house. You stay stand, handstand, whatever. Button pops up, they start walking. You go outside and you tell your dog to do that. One of two things are going to happen. Number one, your dog's going to absolutely do it perfect. You're going to be blown away and it's going to be amazing. But most likely what's going to happen is your dog's not going to do it. You're going to get frustrated and you're going to repeat the command or the cue hoping that this time your dog will do it. What happens is they don't do it. Now you get into this, like, okay, well, do I say it again? Do I try to get them to do it? Do I stop? And now you're confusing yourself, and the dog's looking for direction. So instead, go back to the basics. If you say sit, and they do sit, great. Now you slowly start to build up in difficulty. You say down. Okay, good, down. Okay, stay, good, right? You slowly start to build up, until you know there's a high probability of your dog actually responding to their handstand cue. If you were to say sit and they didn't do it, at least now you know it's not the time to ask for something more complex. Clearly, they can't even do a sit. So there's no way, unless you've never worked on a sit, and the handstand has more reinforcement history than the sit. But your sit should have the most reinforcement history. That's the thing that everybody teaches first. And then they get into more advanced training. But anyway, if you don't sit sit first, that's totally fine. But it's the reinforcement history. Whatever has the longest reinforcement history should be the thing you try first. If they don't do it, stop right there. And you say, okay, we need to train that because I need to get that one down. If we get that one down, it's like a snowball effect. Everything becomes easier. But if you don't get the first one down, they think everything is backwards. They think everything is different. I don't want everything to be different. I want you to do the exact same behavior the exact same way in every single situation every single day. So that's number two. Work these behaviors everywhere, every day. Back to number one, obedience and focus, low distractions, variable reward schedule. Then work those behaviors everywhere, every day. Number three. Hey guys, I just want to take a moment to thank today's sponsor. Sponsor for today's episode is Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free, and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. That's where this podcast was made, and maybe that'll be where your podcast will be made. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Number three, the third thing you need to do for focus with distractions is don't give up. You are going to have moments where you fail. You're going to have moments where your dog loses it. You're going to have moments where you were doing so, so good and you pushed it just a little bit. You pushed it just that much further, and your dog lost it. 
Your dog lost their focus. Always, always, always end on success. That way you know that that's going to be the thing that they remember the most. Okay, it's also less stressful. So if every time we were to do a training session, we were to have our dog freak out and absolutely lose their marbles. Next time you go to the training session, what's your dog's going to think about? Oh, man, well, the last time we did a training session, we ended with all of this excitement and stress and anxiety and everything. And my owner got mad for some reason. You probably got mad because they didn't work or you're mad at yourself and your dog took it as the other. So you want to end on success, not only for your dog, but also for you. If every single time you go to train, you fail, you're going to remember that and you're not going to want to train as much. And reinforcement goes both ways, whether it's for your dog or for you. So you need to set up things that are reinforcing for you. For me personal, I like to train in areas where I can get snacks. <laughs> I am just like a dog. I'm very food motivated. So if there's an area where I can get a snack, I will train and then I'll give myself a snack. And I don't give myself a snack every time because I'm not on a continuous reward schedule. I'm on a variable reward schedule. So every so often, I'll give myself a snack. Pretzels are my favorite, like soft pretzels. Not um, not those store-bought pretzels, but like soft pretzels, Annie Ann's, Wetzel's pretzels. Absolutely delicious. Don't give that to your dog. But anyway, side tangent. So don't give up. Don't give up. If you give up, your dog's never going to get better. You're not going to be able to build the skills to help them. And you're, you're going to be stuck in the same spot that you were yesterday. If you don't want to be stuck in the same spot you were in yesterday, you got to do these three things. You got to do obedience. You got to do focus. You have to work everywhere every day, or at least every other day, at least every other day, if not every day. Right? What is your dog's life but learning how to coexist with us? Learning to enjoy life. If you can't do those things, then you need to constantly work to do those things. It's just like going to school. What is the purpose of life? To find your purpose, to have a good job, to make an impactful influence on the world. And if you don't have the skill set to do that, you need to go to school and you need to learn. I would not be able to do what I do today if I did not put in the days and hours spent to learn how to work with dogs. Learn how to study them. Learn how to train them. Learn how to convey the message to you guys in the best possible way. Hell, I wouldn't be able to record this podcast if I didn't learn how to use certain software and equipment. I wouldn't be able to give our online coaching program if I didn't learn how to do those things. I would be stuck in a, in a low position if I didn't learn how to do these things. And I don't want you guys to be stuck and I don't want your dogs to get stuck. So don't get stuck in yesterday. Get up this morning, make a game plan, say, okay, we're doing 20 minutes today. That's it. You don't have to do more. You can do 10 minutes. You can do 5 minutes, depending on your dog's ability. Keep them successful. Don't give up. Make sure things are rewarding for you as well. They have to be rewarding for you. If it's not rewarding for you, you're not going to do it. Once you get to a certain habit, yeah, right, consistency, continuous reward schedule. Once you get to a certain habit, things kind of relax a little bit. I think they say for habits, it's like 90 days for people. I think you got to do something 90 days and that will create a strong enough habit to where you don't have to think about it anymore. You'll just do it and it's a self-reinforcing kind of thing, depending on what habit you're doing. 
But there's other rules about going to the gym and things like that where you don't want to go more than three days without going to the gym. Because what happens? Things start to go into extinction. Right? We've talked about extinction before on the podcast. If you don't know, extinction is a behavior slowly going away because it is not being reinforced. Sometimes it can be fast, but most times it's slow. And so if you're not practicing these things every day, everywhere, and you give up and you stop, the behaviors are going to go away. If you did not train for months on end because of family issues or it's the holidays or it's cold outside or it's hot outside or, oh, well, my dog was doing good so I thought we could relax, then you're not going to be able to do things when you need to do them. right? Your dog accidentally gets out and you haven't practiced a recall in six months. How good is your dog's recall going to be? They might still turn around. And I'll be happy if they do. That means you did a wonderful job of training. You probably got it to a variable reward schedule. You worked in different distractions. But if you didn't do all those things, then the probability of your dog recalling is pretty slim. Okay? I've seen multiple people, multiple dog owners, multiple trainers even, they don't work with a dog for a long time, or maybe they did for a while, and then they said, okay, well, my dog's at a pretty good level. I'm going to stop working now. And they stop working. They stop putting in the effort. They stop improving. They stop rewarding behavior, and they just kind of coast. They relax on their laurels, right? I mean, the only way you're going to get better is if you constantly do something, and if it's worth doing, it's worth doing every day. If you're not going to do it every day, why do it? Right? Go to the gym. What's the point of going to the gym for one month out of the year when it's January and everyone gets a membership? That's the worst time to do it because everyone else is in the gym. You want to go when no one's in the gym because you want to work on yourself. You want to focus on yourself. You want to have enough space to do stuff. But if you're only going to go for one month out of the year, you're not going to see any improvement. Okay, maybe you lose a couple pounds. Maybe you tone up a little bit. But you're not going to see the improvement that you want. And it's not going to be reinforcing for you. And you're going to give up. So set something up for yourself so that you don't give up. Set some kind of reinforcement. You can also set some kind of accountability. If you're not a person that likes reinforcement for whatever reason, <laughs> right? Let's say you're like, okay, well, I can't think of anything that would be reinforcing. Set yourself up for accountability. One of my favorite TikTok channels right now, they post pretty much daily of their struggles and triumphs with their reactive pit bull. I love watching their content because they are real. They keep it real, and they train every single day. And so I get to see their progress, and they find it accountable to post, and people comment. Sometimes they get wonderful positive comments that is positively reinforcing to sharing their story, and sometimes they get punished for sharing their story. Unsolicited advice, people who, you know, whatever. So set something up that's either accountable or reinforcing for you. Once that's set up, try not to think about it. Just do your life and get reinforced, get punished as necessary. So let's go back through those. Again, we got obedience and focus under low distractions. Get those behaviors up to variable reward schedule. You gotta get them up there. Don't rush it. Don't jump from continuous to variable. Go through the intermittent phase. Then we gotta work those behaviors everywhere and every day. You gotta do obedience and focus every single day. Take your dog out to the bathroom, boom. Work with breakfast and dinner, boom. Figure out how to squeeze it into your day. You already have to take care of your dog. This is a part of taking care of your dog. 
Think about it like that. Don't think about it as, oh, I'm taking care of my dog, I'm hanging out with them, and then I'm training. No, no, no. It's all the same. It's all the same. And finally, do not give up. Do not give up. Your dog will thank you for it. Your future self will thank you for it. Do not give up. Do not be as good as you were yesterday. Be better. Be better than you were yesterday. Slowly start to build on every single aspect of your life, with your dog, at work, your family. Build on everything and you will be happier for it. Thank you for listening to the episode. If you think family or friends would benefit from what you heard today on Acknowledged Dogs, please share it with them. You can post it on Facebook. We are also on every social media platform, so make sure you tag us, Matador Canine. You can also head over to Matador Canine and schedule a free consultation to talk about coaching and reaching the goals with your dog and those problem behaviors. Reach the goals that you want and have the dog that always listens. Are you guys on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook? Well, so is Matador. So if you're not following Matador Canine, then you should be. We constantly post tips and other tricks that you can use to help your dog reach the goals that you want, as well as promotions all the time for online coaching and virtual training for you and your dog.